Hi peeps, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Fish Upon the Sky, episode 3. This episode aired this last Friday, and I did watch it, but it's been really busy here. So, anyway, but... This episode I thought was quite funny. I particularly enjoyed the comedic routine in the gross lab with the lights off. That was bloody hilarious. But anyway, this is about P and Mork and P's absolute disgust and dis dislike of Mork, which, you know, I don't know, maybe Jen Jason was right when she said general incivility is sometimes the very essence of love. I kind of find that doubtful, but this is absolutely hilarious in this episode. At the end of the day, though, this episode is about P has gotten his makeover. He looks much more cool in his opinion than he did before. He's also had a chance to talk with the person that he wants to have a relationship with who mentions that he's dressing very nice and has no braces now. Um, he then asks that individual if they would like to come to this kind of, I don't know if you call it a dance party thing. I really don't know what you call this. But anyway, where they turn the lights low and people don't really know who's there. This was the first bad decision of the episode. But anyway, so we, if we flip from that, where P is very ecstatic because he's asked this person out on a date. They haven't said yes, but they've said they'll think about it and get back with him, which he thinks means they probably will say no. And then we switch to his older brother, who was in the first year of college class because he flunks life skills, and so he has to retake that course. Um, he keeps hoping he's going to set by some cute girl so he can ask her out, maybe get a girlfriend. Um, he always is not able to and ends up next to this person who drives him nuts. I'm not really sure why this person drives him nuts. They're a very nice person. They help them with their homework. They put up with their behavior. I mean, this is this is good. But anyway... He ends up telling this um, person he sits next to that he gave the water bottle of that person to a little girl who was selling um, flowers. And he says, oh, that water bottle was given to me my, by my mom right before she... And he says, you know what? Don't tell me. I don't want to listen to this. I will go get you back your water bottle. Because he thinks he's going to say right before she died. So he then goes and wrangles up one of his other friends who is equally incapable of normal life skills and they go to find the missing water bottle they find the girl who sells flowers she does not want to give up the water bottle her mom thinks that she stole the water bottle they end up fighting over the water bottle as the two boys look on and the water bottle goes into the river it's at this point that um, P's young older brother says you know what you're my friend and you're younger than me so you jump in the river and his friend looks at him and goes no I'm not jumping in the river for you because I have a date here shortly and I'm not going to get in that muddy water and deal with it he says well you're my friend he says I'd rather go with the girl on the date than go in the water for you for our friendship so bye so at the end of the day um, P's brother ends up very muddy very dirty and completely not very presentable and he goes over to the house of his desk mate with the water bottle finds out that the mom wasn't dead she just had gone abroad and that was a gift she'd given her son before she went abroad 
And then the um, the mom says, you know what, why don't you um, clean up because you look really dirty before you go home to your parents. We can hose you off here in the um, garden. So anyway, the desk mate helps hose off the older brother of P, and that's kind of where we close with those two. We then go back to P, who ends up having to do some cadavers in this lab for a project. I'm really not sure why the dental student has to do cadavers. I didn't know that was necessary in dental college. I mean, no offense, I'm like, I totally get it for medical college, but dentistry seems a little odd. I don't know though, never been to dental school, so I don't know what that all entails. But anyway, he ends up cutting himself while he's trying to cut into the cadaver. And it's at this point that Mork, who he happens to be working next to because there was an open seat at their cadaver area, um, takes him out to the hall, gets his hand cleaned up, tells him, you know, hold your hand up, da 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 da, da. And um, at the end of the day, he ends up going to the mess hall to try to buy a Band-Aid and get lunch. He ends up wrapping a wad of, like, Kleenex or toilet paper around his hand because there's no Band-Aids that are available that are adhesive at the mess hall. Um, Mork then comes because he's been texting this this dark, shadowy figure who he's been friends with for quite a while that he's never met at college. He's also a medical student. I'm going, oh, and we all know who that is. And anyway, Mork, lo and behold, appears with a Band-Aid and a drink and says, here's a drink, drink it. If you don't drink it, I'm going to make you drink it, which you don't want me to do with all these people around. So he bandages a finger, gets him a drink, and P's still very, very angry at him. And I really don't know why P is angry at Mork. I think he thinks that Mork is after the person he wants to be with. And I'm like, Mork isn't after them. They just happen to eat lunch together because they're friends. And that's what friends do sometimes. But anyway, I don't think P really asks questions about what's going on. He just runs barrel forward, you know, crazy, like, I don't know. We have barrel riding where I grew up, and it kind of reminds me of that with P. I think of him as kind of a barrel rider when he comes to dealing with relationships. If you want to Google barrel riding, you can certainly do that, and it's quite interesting. But anyway, at the end of the day, um, he does get the um, person he wants to go on a date with, agrees to go on a date with him. He dresses up for it, gets ready to go. Um, he goes to the place and finds that Mork is there too, wearing a very similar shirt to the person that he is supposed to be going on a date with. This is where it gets a little um, tricky because uh, P decided to go to the dance floor because they're having like some kind of, I don't know, dance thing. And he thinks that he's with um, the person that he came with. And I don't think he was with the person that he came with when he thought he was having that romantic moment with that person. And this is why you don't go to uh, dances that are very dark and um, have romantic moments with people when you can't see who their face is. I'm just saying this is kind of an imperative thing that you shouldn't do. And so this is where this episode concludes. I'm really looking forward to the episode this Friday with that extreme awkwardness that's going to arise out of that whole situation that just occurred at the end of this episode. I also really do like the character of Mork. I really don't know what he um, sees in the character of P. That's, that's the only thing that, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to Anna because P's just kind of annoying and um, 
doesn't have a lot of good quality traits, to be quite honest. I mean, except that he's indefatigable in his attempt to try to go on a date with this one person who he's probably not going to end up with at all. But anyway, that is my review of Fish Upon the Sky. Check it at the round table. Bye! Hi, Anna back here with an addendum. I completely forgot to mention the absolute hilarious scene, except for a brief bit at the beginning of this episode. But there is a scene where P decides he's going to make a, a wish in a gross cadaver lab because then he will be able to be with the person he wants to be with. Um, this friend on the phone who texts him says this is a bad idea because it can also lead to you being the next cadaver. And he ends up still going, making the wish that he can be with the person he wants to be with. And then finding that Mork is there as well, and the lights end up going off, and they both totally panic in the cadaver lab. I'm really not quite sure why this occurs, as the cadavers are all dead. They're not going to attack anyone. There's no reason to be, you know overly concerned about this issue but it is absolutely hilarious as the lights turn on and off because at one moment P is clutching onto Mork at the other moment Mork is clutching onto P at the other moment you know by the end of the day poor Mork has to lug P out of the cadaver lab because he's basically grabbed onto him and will not let go so he has to kind of pick him up and haul him out and this is just a hilarious scene because of the absolutely ridiculous nature of the whole thing and I would give that scene, I'm not really into comedic routines, but that scene with the lights going on and off and their faces was totally overinflated, but absolutely bloody hilarious. Check it at the round table. Bye.